3 John 1 and 2, it says, Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health <clears throat> even as thy soul prospereth. I, I know we say that all a lot, but I need, it, I need you to digest that. Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health even as thy soul prospereth. So that, that scripture means that he wants you to be blessed, but he needs you to build <clears throat> your capacity to be blessed. You understand what I'm saying? So as your soul prophecy, you are made of three things, and a lot of times people say mind, body, and, 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 and soul. That's, that's wrong because mind and soul are the same thing. It's spirit, soul, right? Spirit, soul, body. If you say mind interchangeably with soul, that's fine because it's your mind, it's your intellect, it's your reasoning, it's your deductive deduction because he did not. He said, I gave you a spirit. I did not give you a spirit of fear, but what? A power and what? A sound mind, which means he wants you to use your mind. So many times church people say, oh, the Holy Spirit going to do it. Oh, the Holy Spirit got it. When we was in the capital campaign to get here, people said, if it really was God, then the Holy Spirit would do it. Shut up. Because at the end of the day, faith without works is. And he would do exceedingly, abundantly above whatever you can ask or imagine according to the power that works in who? You. Which means you have to do something. I don't know why church people think the Holy Spirit just going to take care of their life. I need a new job sitting on your couch. Huh? It's not going to happen that way. God takes care of you as you're taking care of yourself. Faith without works is dead. We have to do something. And the Bible says, beloved, I want you to be blessed. Let me just break it down vernacular. You can understand. Look, I want y'all to be blessed. I wish that you be blessed and in good health. But you know what? You need to do something. You need to, you need to improve yourself. You need to read your word. You need to read another book besides your word. You need to get some, some skill sets together so you can make money. You need to put something together in order for me to be able to bless it. And people say, oh, the Holy Spirit said he'll bring to my remembrance. He can't bring nothing to your remembrance that you have not read. You have not studied. How can you remember something that ain't happened? I don't care how long you lie to me. If it didn't happen, I ain't going to remember it because it's a lie. How can I remember something that didn't happen? It's impossible. So what we need to do is improve ourselves, and that's what we're going to learn today. We're going to learn how to grow our capacity. Amen. All right, you can go ahead and go to the, the slide, the, the, the title of the message or whatever. I know I'm just going everywhere right now. See, we want to increase our leadership capacity, but you know what? I just want to increase our capacity, period. When you increase your leadership capacity, you do know you increase your chances in order to be blessed more. When you become a better leader, when you begin to increase your capacity, you know your income earnings go up 20, 25%. You realize that? 
Do you understand that McDonald's brothers started McDonald's, but then Ray Kroc's leadership took it to a whole nother level? And it's funny, you know it's his leadership because he the one, he the one was selling milkshakes. I can't go to Harlem, no McDonald's, and the milkshake machine works. I hate them be uh, McDonald's. They don't never have milkshakes. All I mean, won't get it together. But you know it couldn't have been the milkshake because the milkshake machine don't hardly work. Everybody gave it credit because it was a milkshake, but it wasn't a milkshake. It was the man behind the milkshake. It was Ray Kroc. He was selling milkshakes, and he wanted to sell the milkshakes to them, but for some reason, the milkshake machine don't never work. But at the end of the day, McDonald's is the largest real estate-owning company in the world. I mean, they own real estate. They own more real estate than anybody because they own the land, and then they get the, the owner to buy the building, but they still own the land. And if the owner doesn't do the McDonald's way, they foreclose on the building. You understand what I'm saying? See, that's why I want to be... See, 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 God always says he has a cattle on a thousand hills. I always told God when I was young, I don't care about the cows. Give me the land because you got to pay me to have your cows on there. I always thought like that. But what I want to do, I know church folks, some of y'all cringing because we're talking about business, but we are a holistic church, and I need your mind to be good everywhere because I need you to be able to walk in some blessings and stop worrying about, talking about what the Holy Spirit going to do. The Holy Spirit do exceedingly abundant but what works in you, which means some people get more because the Holy Spirit got more to work with. The more you got to work with, the more the Holy Spirit can increase for you. If you only got one thing, he only can increase it one time, but if you got two things, he can double it. Come on, somebody. I need four, five, sixteen. Come on, somebody. He gave one one talent. He buried it in the ground. In the parable, he gave one two. He made two more and made four. The one that had five made ten. Why? Because whatever you're working with, God can give you more, but you need to give him something to work with, baby. Give me something to work with. That's what the Holy Spirit wants. Give me something to work with, and he said he'll multiply it in your life. But if you just sit in that home watching reruns of the Jefferson, sitting up there watching something that ain't going to give you no type of intellectual uprising in your brain, then you are not helping yourself. I need you to get yourself together and increase your capacity. Look at this. Number one, what I need you to do, I need you to grow your pain capacity. Grow your pain capacity. Ooh, if you can't stand the heat, they said, get out the kitchen. God said, you will receive a hundredfold in this lifetime. He said, he or she who has left his mama, his daddy, his job, his field, whatever it is God told you to let go, what, whoever let go of what God say let go, he said, I'll give you a hundredfold in this lifetime. But he said, with persecution, somebody going to hate on you. Somebody is not going to like you. He even lets you know the prerequisite for your, for your, for your blessing is your enemy. He prepares a place before me in the presence of my enemies. Stop crying when you got enemies. It means you got something. 
If you don't have no enemies, you don't have nothing. Don't nobody want nothing you have. Don't nobody want to be even resemble who you are. But when you start getting some haters coming against you, you need to understand that that's the prerequisite to your blessings, and it's a blessing around the corner. But you can't have it if you can't take the pain. Ooh. Write this in your notes. Growth equals change. I should have put this in there. I should have told them to put this in there, but it's my fault. Growth equals change. Change equals loss. Loss equals pain. So what does growth equal? Pain. It's going to take some painful days for you to get where God wants you to be. I've said this before. You show me a blessed, anointed man or woman of God. I'll show you somebody that's been lied on, misunderstood. i tell you somebody that people have tried to manipulate and put in the ground. But all the manure they throw at you, just shake it off and step on it because it's fertilizing your character. I'm trying to help somebody. See? See, this is the thing about, about church. I'm going to talk to the preachers real quick because I know the preachers are watching it, and I'm not. I'm really talking about business, but I'm going to come back to business. If you got a 100-member church, 10 of them crazy. Trying to talk to people that want big churches. If you got, if you, if you, if you got a 1,000 folk, 100 crazy. They crazy. They, they is. Because you know what? The devil pay his tithes. He gonna give you 10% crazy folk in your building. And if you can't handle the lies on you, if you can't handle the ridicule, if you can't handle the misunderstandings, if you can't handle the people just trying to make scandals on you, if you can't handle people stabbing you in your back, then you don't want no growth because the bigger God begins to use you and elevate you, the more haters and enemies come at you. Come on, somebody. If you wanna be faith, if you wanna be ruler over many things, you gotta be able to take the pain. You will only get blessed to the threshold of pain that you can take. Whatever pain level you can take, that's your blessing level. You better tell God, I can take the pain. I don't care what pain comes with it. I just need you to help me get through it because I know you want to bless me. He'll bless you a hundredfold with persecutions. Oh, y'all better talk to somebody. Stop Building, yes, people around you to medicate you. Now, don't deal with crazy folk, because I got folk that say, oh, do this for me. Put me here, put me here. Then they end up not even want to do what it is they asked to do. I ain't got time to deal with foolishness, but what I'm telling you is this. Don't put people around you that's going to medicate your pain. Don't do it. Remember Peter? He told Jesus, don't go to the cross. And Jesus said, get you behind me, Satan. He knew what the pain was going to be. But Jesus knew when he went to the cross, he was going to be obedient to his father. He knew that when he was obedient to his father, his name was going to be put before every other name. Anything you can name is not above the name of Jesus. That's why they don't want you to be able to say it in the courthouse. That's why they don't want you to say it at the school. That's why they don't want you to say it in the jail. Oh, they want you to pray, but they don't want you to say in Jesus' name because they know that's where the power is. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Don't say Jesus. Don't say Jesus. They let, they, they let the Muslims say whatever they want to say. They, they let the Jews say whatever they want to say. They, they, let the, they let the Buddhists say whatever they want to say. But when it comes to the Christian, they don't want you to say Jesus because they know that's the power. 
Oh, yeah, Pastor, you can come pray, but don't say Jesus. Oh, you can come pray, but don't say in Jesus' name. Oh, they better understand when I pray, I don't care because he can hear even my thoughts. If I can just mumble it under my breath, I'm going to say his name. I might not say it when you can hear it, but I'm going to tell you right now. I'm letting you know when I say in your son's name, I'm saying Jesus. When I say in your name, when I end a prayer, I'm saying Jesus. Jesus, because I know that's what the power is. If it was no power in the name, they wouldn't always tell you not to say it. But the demons that run the systems of the world understand when Jesus comes on the scene, it's going to bow down. Every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess that Jesus is Lord. It's going to happen soon, and I'm going to let you know they already know it. Well, well, brother pastor, we want you to pray, but you know you can't say Jesus. I almost feel like I remember, I can say flim, flaw, flaw, and filth, but I can't say Jesus. <laughs> oh, that wasn't even part of my sermon, but I need you to know that's the power. When you're in the midnight hour waking up in your pain, just say, Jesus. I don't know if you've ever been in the middle of the night and demons trying to oppress you. All you're going to say, if I can just say, Jesus, I know I'll be all right. I don't know about anybody that's been attacked in the middle of the night because God has a vision in your life. And you feel like you're about to suffocate and can't breathe in the middle of the night in your dream. And you know, if I can just say, Jesus, and that demon trying to keep you from saying, Jesus, because they know once you say, Jesus, it's all over. Oh, somebody better hear me right now. You better know that name when you're going through pain. You better know that name when you're going through hell and high water. You better know that name when they're coming to get you. You better know that name when the scandal comes. You better know that name when they come against you. You better know that name when they attack you. I don't need to know El Shaddai. I don't need to know El El Yo. I don't need to know Jehovah Nisi. I don't need to know Jehovah Shalom. I don't need to know Jehovah McKinney. I don't need to know Jehovah El Yo. All I need to know is Jesus because he's the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Ooh, oh, somebody gotta hit Jesus. Somebody gotta hit that name. Somebody going through something you need to know Jesus had your back. You need to know Jesus already knew you was gonna go through it before you got there. Ooh, Let me sit down glass I gotta pat myself <laughs> Ooh, the reason why you can't medicate yourself with people uh, that's yes man you, you, you know leopards the people that got leprosy uh, first of all it starts in the lungs. That's why you need to go ahead and say Jesus to make sure that it don't sit in on you because everything that has breath, it needs to praise the Lord. And when you ever, you just scream out, it'll clear your lungs. I don't know about anybody, but if you just learn how to shout, the reason why the, baby, why the doctor hit you on your backside when you were first born because you had fluid in your lungs because you were living inside of your mama and you was covered up with the placenta and all those different things 
you were in her womb. You was in the midst of water. So in the midst of it, when you came out, he had to smack you to get all the stuff out of you. I need you to know anytime something comes against your faith, if you can just say Jesus, it'll clear all the impediments out of you. If you just shout on the name of Jesus, it'll get all the phlegm out of you. If you just shout the name Jesus, it'll get all the doubt out of you. Woo, Jesus, I don't know where this sermon is going, but I'm going to tell you right now, somebody need to know that Jesus is the answer to everything. Woo! Somebody better watch out because Jesus has just stepped on the scene in your life. He's about to make a way out of no way. He's about to clear out your enemies. He's about to increase your bank account. Jesus. Oh, I feel it. Oh, Jesus. Lord, have mercy. Jesus is in the building. Oh, the name Jesus. We, we try to learn all this theology, but if we can just understand how powerful his name is, if we can just understand the significance of the name Jesus and understand that it's not just the name of you that is over, but it's over sickness and disease. If you say Jesus, the pain will subside. If you say Jesus, the cancer will be cleared up. If you say Jesus, the marriage gets straight now. If you say trying to help somebody, that was just a word from our sponsor. Yeah. He wants you to know in all these principles I'm teaching you, don't forget Jesus. Uh-huh. His name. Woo. His name. His name. Y'all don't understand what I'm talking about, but y'all don't understand. Oh, I got to talk to somebody right now because I can take the pain. Oh, y'all don't hear me right now. Let me go ahead and be transparent about last year this time. They had so many lies on me on the internet and some of them still there. But I knew if I could just handle the pain, God would increase the territory because he said you shall receive a hundredfold in this lifetime with persecution. I'm going to tell my enemy right now, I can take the pain. I can take a licking and keep on ticking. I'm like a Timex watch. I won't stop. I can't stop. Hey! Something I'm about to Who, if you can take the pain, you can be blessed. Can you stand to be blessed? You got to be able to handle the pain. I know that blessing coming. I know the blessing's coming. 
too many enemies have been around you. Your blessing is coming. Too many haters been calling your name. I know your blessing's coming. They've been talking about you. They've been scandalizing your name. It's because the blessing is coming. He said, I prepare a place for you in the presence of your enemies. Stop crying about your enemies. That's a prerequisite for your blessing. Stop crying about the haters. That's a prerequisite to your blessing. Stop getting mad when they talk about you because that's a prerequisite for your blessing. Hey! I don't care how many enemies at my table. Can I tell you something? A table ain't just got to be a table. A table can be your Facebook. And when your haters come around, you need to know that's a table. Your table can be your Instagram. You need to know that's a table. Your church can be your table. Because wherever you are, that's what he's saying. Wherever you fellowship, I don't care if it's on the internet. I don't care if it's on Twitter. I don't care if it's on TikTok. I don't care if it's a, I don't care where they bring it. Wherever you go, that's your table. And whenever you got enemies at your table, God is about to elevate you. He's about to take you to the next level. Can you take the pain? Can you take the ridicule? Can you take the lies? Can you take the misunderstandings? Oh, I need to tell you right now, the pain you're going through is not in vain. The pain you're going through is not in vain. God is getting the chafe out of you. God is getting the impediments out of you. God is getting some people away from you that mean you no good. He's reducing you down to your least common denominator so he can multiply you. Oh, Lord, I'm trying to calm myself down. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Leopards, the reason why they... The people who cause the most pain to lepers, leopards are lepers themselves. Because when you have a leprosy, you can't feel the pain. Oh, don't worry, babe. We got a, a pain room right there for you. And they can't take the pain, right? They, they can take the pain because they don't feel the pain. And their ankle will be messed up, but they'll keep walking and walk their foot off because they don't know anything is wrong with their foot because they can't feel the pain. Stop medicating the pain and trying to figure out what pain is going on so you can know, oh, y'all don't hear me. See, when you got pain, see, this is what happened to church folk preachers that be, be listening. Is this what happened is you run away from the pain. You run away from that crazy member. You, you keep running away from that crazy person that keep messing up your business. You keep running away, and, and you ignoring it like a leopard. The difference between you and a leopard, the leopard didn't know that they had pain. 
You know where the pain coming from, but you're not handling it because you can't handle controversy. See, you, you can't have the controversy. And so you keep letting the stuff happen because you don't want to deal with the pain because you walk around here like a leper and now your church is falling apart and your business is falling apart because you want some medication. You want to numb the pain by ignoring it. You want to numb the pain by taking the person out to eat and being nice to them. You, want, you better deal with that cancer and pluck it out so God can use you in a mighty way. Stop dealing with these passive-aggressive folk. Oh, God talking to me right now. Stop dealing with these passive-aggressive folk that always want something, and when you give it to them, they switch on you because they're crazy. Text me and say, that was for me. I can remember. Because sometimes I preach, I don't remember. Shamdenebobosha. I don't want to talk to the preachers that's listening. I know I'm talking to everybody, but for some reason I, I feel like I'm talking to a preacher right now. And Peter Drucker observed that the four most difficult jobs in America are, in no particular order, United States president, university president, hospital CEO, pastor. You ain't got time to be hanging around folk that don't make no sense. The devil is sending you folks. See, the problem is the reason why we get messed up is because we know the overt loud folk we deal with. It's them quiet jokers that always got something sly to say every time you ask them to do something. You getting a check. I can't clap for you every day. My hand's tired. I, I got my own problems. I can't deal with yours. Found out my dad had dementia last night, but I still got to come up here and preach. I ain't got time to deal with your bull manure. Y'all better start putting some boundaries up because some of the pain is not the pain for your growth. Some of the pain you causing yourself because you won't leave sorry people alone. Don't, be, don't feel bad because I'm sure talking to me too. Lord have mercy. See, 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 sometimes pastors, we think we're supposed to be nice to everybody. Jesus called the, the, the Pharisees, you whitewashed walls. That was some hate there. Because uh, he really was calling them tombs because if you go to Israel, it's white as all know what for the graveyard. And the tombs are all white and they look so clear. But he called them whitewashed walls saying, you look good on the outside with your garbs and your robes and your signet rings and, and your bracelets and your chains and your crosses. But, but, but at the end of the day, you dead on the inside. And if Jesus can throw some hate like that, I believe I got a little leeway to get you away from me. Huh? He told the San Francisco woman, this ain't for the dogs, I'm tired. I'm trying to talk to somebody. I'm trying to talk to somebody that think that Christianity means you gotta, you can't handle your business in fivefold. Some folk need to go even when they gifted. 
because they cause so much problems on the inside, you will never be able to grow because you don't know who else they, if they'll get on your nerves and you the boss, they certainly going to get on your staff nerves. If they'll challenge you, they're challenging everybody else. People leaving all of a sudden because you ain't dealt with the pain. You ignored it. Stop acting like a leopard. You know where the pain at. Pluck it out. Ooh, Lord, have mercy. Help me, Jesus. I'm trying. And saw Miss Spells look at me, too, because she probably know what I'm talking about. She looked at me. Ah, <laughs> uh, number two. <clears throat> this one hard for me. <clears throat> and I know that's why God had me running for office. You got to increase your relationship capacity. I don't care what nobody say. I don't care if you don't believe me. Go to heaven. Uh, <laughs> I'm an introvert. I don't really like talking to people. I can talk up here. I ain't talking to y'all. But, you know, I'm talking to you, but you ain't going to say nothing back except some of the crazy folk. <laughs> but for the most part, it's not a conversation. I'm talking. You understand? Uh, I'm, I'm an introvert. People don't think I am because I can talk to a whole bunch of people, but it's more in, it, the intimate set is like I, it's hard for me to deal with, but I believe God had me run for office so I could be in relationships because you got to be in relationships if you want to go somewhere. One can set a thousand flight, two can set ten thousand. The reason why the devil always wants you to be mad at somebody is because it's built on relationships, right? So when I was running for office, I was knocking on doors, I had knock on doors. Oh, man, it was crazy. I had knock on doors. Knock, 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 knock. And this one man said, get off my effing porch. <laughs> and you know me in my mouth. That mean you ain't going to vote for me? <laughs> I said, get him on my porch. I turned around. Justin was filmed. Justin was two, three houses down. He was gone with that. I thought he was. <laughs> so I was like, not today, bro. So I, I, I'm, 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 I'm sitting up there, and I'm like, you know what? And the spirit hit me. He said, I know you've been hit before at the church. I know you've been attacked before. I know you got some church hurt. I know you, 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 you got your equilibrium, equilibrium messed up. I'm messing up just like I did on that table. My lips dry. <laughs> equilibrium. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so, 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 so I was like, God was like, look, but you got to be in relationships. You're going to have to start talking to the people again. You're going to start shaking their hands. So I, I, I started going back out there because if I could go to a complete stranger I don't know and knock on their door, I should be able to talk to these folk in here even if some of them shady. I see them every week. You know what I'm saying? Even the shady folk. Some of y'all know y'all shady. I still shake your head. <laughs> Telling me I'm stealing money. Still want to hug me. Why? I don't know. Makes no sense. But hey, I'll give it to you. I know you're stealing money for your campaign. Hey, Pastor. Let me go over here because they in the building. Hey. I'm straight 100 right now. I ain't playing with y'all. But you got to build your relationship capacity because the kingdom of God is built on relationships built on relationships 
and God would try to tear relationships down. Not God. The devil would try to tear relationships. Now, some of them need to go. But relationships are what build the kingdom. One can set a thousand flight. Two can set 10,000. That's exponential. So what if you got three and four people? He said, when two or three are gathered in my name, I'm in the midst. If we can get 20, 30 folk in the midst of a 1,500-member church just to get on the same pay, woo, if we can get all 1,500 on the same pay, my God, what power would we have? It's built on relationship. You got to build your relationship capacity. And the funny thing is when you get betrayed, you don't want to do it. But you know what Jesus does? He opens himself on the cross every day. Even though you keep sinning, he still opens himself up to say, Father, I need you to forgive them because in Jesus' name, when I ask for forgiveness, he's right there for me. He's my, he's my, he's my helper. But then also God gave you the Holy Spirit because he said, I know you're going to mess up. I know the Spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. So I'm going to give you the paraclete. I'm going to give you the advocate. I'm going to give you the helper. I'm going to give you the comforter. I'm going to give you a part of myself that's in the form of the Holy Spirit and put it inside of you to lead you into all truth. And even when you get your feelings hurt, I'll give you discernment so you can see it coming. But as a Christian, you got to open yourself up even when people shoot you. You can't keep going back to the same folk, but you got to be vulnerable in order to do something for God. The devil is trying to harden your heart. That's why he put haters on the front row. That's why he put lies right in my face. Just so I can be distracted. And they can say amen. God get me back. This is it. Not only do you need to build your relationship capacity, you need to build your exposure capacity. Some of y'all, <laughs> I remember when we first, when we was here, and uh, uh, no, and, I, and, and, and people wouldn't follow me to Norfolk. Remember that? They wouldn't go through the tunnel. And they said, Pastor, I ain't going over no bridge. I ain't going to something. But you said you'd follow me anywhere. And, and they said, yeah, but not through the water. And so, and so then it was time to go to Atlanta because they wanted me to preach at my home church, uh, Green Forest. And, and, and I said, we're going to Atlanta. They said, I said, man, you wouldn't even follow me over there. And man, two bus loads, two charter buses. Some folk drove. I mean, we were deep. And the good thing about it, they were able to see where a lot of my vision came from. You were able to see a church sitting on the 105 acres. You were able to see a church with an early learning center. You got to see a church with 3,000 seats. You got to see a church that had a whole school out there, a football field and a baseball field. It exposed you to something bigger. And when you began to see it bigger, it was easy for me to give you the vision because you exposed yourself 
to something bigger than what you had seen. Stop comparing yourself to little fish. In fact, stop comparing yourself to anybody at all. Just let God expose you. Go down there. I don't say, go down there and look at a Bentley. I ain't saying go buy it. Go look at a Rolls Royce. Go look at something that'll make you hungry to be blessed. Go to, get off the 13th Street and drive down somewhere in Hampton or go somewhere with some big houses on so you can see something other than the ghetto. I need you to God start seeing what it is you want because if you can see it, I didn't want to do R. Kelly. I almost went there. I didn't want to scare nobody. <laughs> you can believe it if you believe you can achieve it. I believe I can fly. <laughs> but you got to expose yourself to something more than what you've seen before. What time is it? No, oh my God. I ain't even preached half the sermon. I'm a, number three. Now that was number three, Bill. Number four. Number four. No, no, go back to number three. Go back to number three. Yeah, you, know, you kept it anyway. Look at y'all. Y'all know where I'm at. I don't even know where I'm at. Exposure, capacity. You got to be able to expose yourself to people on a higher level than you. Stop wanting to be the smartest person in the room all the time. Means you ain't going nowhere. You ain't getting that. I love it when I go in there and I know, my God, these jokers can preach better than me. Their theology is deep. I'm going to learn something. Stop trying to hang around people. You know that your level is above to make your little ego feel good. No matter how many times you put yourself in small circles, it's still something out there bigger than you. Stop doing that. Expose yourself to greatness. Expose yourself to something above mediocrity. Expose yourself to excellence. Expose yourself to good business. Stop. Oh, I'm trying to let you know. Expose yourself to something bigger than you so that you can be stretched. God is an exceeding God. But he said, see, you got to be able to see it. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. But, but, but you know what? I know it and I hear it. But you know what Abraham said? God said, hey, I'm going to increase your, I'm going to increase your, 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 your offspring. He said, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to make it like the stars. Okay. I'm going to make it like more than the sand. And he said, okay, but I don't feel it all around. And God said, man, I know you just want to see it. Pour the blood down there. And he walked in the blood to let him see that I'm with you. Every now and then, God, all my faith by hearing may be a little messed up. It may be a little jaded. But if you can just let me see just a glimmer of what it is you want me to do exactly Expose me to what it is you want me to have. Woo. God said, look here, man. Abraham kept saying, oh, let me see. Let me see. God said, put it down there. I'm going to show you. Abraham said, I, I, I get it, God, but bring it down to, to my level. <laughs> yeah. Once you stop changing and adapting, you start dying. Moses got up, raised his staff, and the Red Sea split, and they walked through. 
First of all, when they got to Joshua, I'm going to tell you why a lot of them didn't even make it to the promised land. Joshua ain't even got no staff. How we going to get across that water? Last time, Moses rose his staff up, and that's what happened. And Joshua ain't even got no staff. You know we ain't going to make it through that water. What? What? He talking about step in the water first? We ain't step in the water last year first. We just sat there and it split up. He talking about step in the water. And Because God wants a different type of faith. Because you know what? God doesn't want you to do the same thing the same way. Because then you would get caught up in the system and not caught up on the faith of who it is that serve you. He'll bless you one way one day and make sure you listen so he can bless you another way the next day. You better stop trying to get caught up in these books that tell you left right. You got to learn how to feel the spirit and move what the spirit is moving you. And stop moving at your own pace. And stop trying to move the way you moved last year. And stop telling me about how I used to be when so-and-so used to do it. And so and I don't care what so-and-so used to do. You got me right now. God said, I'm like rivers of living water. And you got to understand, water takes the shape of whatever is in. If I put it in this, it's going to take this shape. If you put it in something else, it's going to take that shape. So the anointing takes the shape of the vessel. You got to stop trying to be like everybody else. Yes, expose yourself to different stuff, but you can't be better than nobody. You just need to be yourself. Be yourself. You better ask David tried to put that armor on and go fight Goliath. Couldn't even walk with it. Took it off. How he used to fight. Got his sling in the rock, killed him. The problem is what you should kill is killing you because you're trying to fight like somebody else. So look here. That goes into my next one. Grow your identity capacity. Grow your identity capacity. Stop trying to be like everybody else. Stop. Stop it. When I got here, people said, hey, you can't be doing comedy. You can't be doing workshop. You supposed to stay right here. Because that's what Lawson did. First of all, I heard Lawson had a full-time job. Go away. <laughs> Couldn't have been here all them times if he had a job. <laughs> Telling me what somebody else did. Stop growing your own identity. Stop trying to be everybody else. But do you understand when you grow your capacity, you're going to change? I, when people say, man, you, you done changed. I hope I did, Negro. You ain't you seen me in 20 years. If I'm going to be the same, why in the world would I be the same? I don't know why people act like that's some type of wrongness. You ain't the same. You changed. I hope so. If I have been chained over 20 years, I don't want to say what I was going to say. Something wrong with me. I caught myself. <laughs> if I ain't chained in 20 years. I'm just saying. I'm just, I'm just trying not to go there. People say I can't say certain stuff. I'm trying not to say it. I'm fighting it. Hallelujah, Jesus. Yeah. If you ain't chained in 20 years, something wrong. It means you, 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 you have to grow. 
And the same way I pass it on the, uh, at the other church, we can't pass it the same way. I can't talk to everybody all the time. Some folk get mad because I don't talk to them every day. Can't talk to you every day. You know how many people I got to talk to on a daily basis before we get mad in my inbox? I inbox you uh, this time. Oh, man, I, you know how many people inbox me? You know how many things go to filter it? I ain't got time to answer everybody. And I had to catch myself because when I had hurt my, when it really, really got me to, to, to stop trying to talk and answer everybody, I hurt my knee and people were mad because I wasn't calling them back. I'm on daggone drugs right now. <laughs> I'm asleep. <laughs> I'm just happy I can sit down for a minute and not have to move around. I'm, 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 I'm almost in a flipping car. I'm, I'm, I'm drugged up because people will mess you up trying to make you cater to them even when you the one need help. Huh? Grow your identity capacity. Be you. Know who you are. The first question you have on the interview is tell me about yourself. If somebody can't tell about themselves, I know I ain't going to hire you. You ain't ready. How you going to help minister to somebody you don't even know who you are? You should know your story. It's your story. You were there the whole time. You ain't missed not one episode. When you were asleep, the movie was on pause. You have to know yourself and build your identity. You understand? And you got to be stressed and understand you're not going to be the same person. I can't do things. I, the reason why, I know my mama listen. Oh, she got mad at me last time, y'all. Ooh, Jesus. I got in trouble. I blame Jonathan. I said, Jonathan wrote the sermon. No, I was <laughs> just playing. I ain't say that, man. <laughs> I'm going to leave that alone. But, but you got to grow your identity. See, this is the thing. See, mama, she, I used to, I used to, when I was doing comedy back in the day, people were calling me to do stuff, and mama wasn't giving me all my calls. She thought I would drop out of school. So people were calling me from these different places, and so when I started to find out, I was mad because I felt like I missed the opportunity. But it, it, see, I can't do the same jokes I was doing then and now, or I ain't going to be no pastor no more. <laughs> I, I, gotta get, I had to go get some new jokes. When they called me to do uh, comedy at the Baptist Convention in uh, Augusta, uh, nah, it was in Albany, Georgia. They had it in Albany. I had, I was, you passed Augusta, had to do this comedy show, and so I was going around. Hey man, I need to do a show. I need to, I need to, can y'all let me do three minutes? Can you let me do four minutes? I'm going to comedy shows. And then I went to the punchline. Hey man, can I, can I do a, hey ma'am, can I do a comedy show? Can I do like three minutes? Cause I know y'all have the people that be on the list sometimes. She's like, well, you ain't on the list. She said, why you want to, I need to practice what? I need to, I need to do a set without cussing. She said, what? If you do a set without cussing and they laugh, you can come anytime you want. Right? I didn't even care if they laughed. I just wanted to get through it without cussing. Did it. Killed the set. Boom. Now, I ended up doing it a few more times. Let me tell you this, though. It's funny. I don't know why I'm telling the story, but this is a witness story. When you, God will use your gifts to bring people in the kingdom. I did it the third time they let me come in there. The comedian that was the headliner said, hey, and I was sitting over at the communion table, and, um, <laughs> and he said, hey, that's the guy 
I always wanted to do comedy without cursing, and you inspire me. Give him some unleavened bread and some juice. <laughs> and I said, well, thank you. I haven't taken communion all day. <laughs> and so, <laughs> and so, and so the funny thing is, he started, it's some, I, I wish I could remember her name. It was some white guy. He was famous, but I ain't really listening to that many people then. So anyway, it was a white guy. He famous. And you know, when white people famous, they make more money sometimes. So he must make some money. And, and so they ain't let me come back no more. Because I, they felt like I corrupted the comedian. They thought nobody was going to laugh if I didn't curse. But when they laughed and I didn't curse, it inspired this comedian who said he really didn't want to curse. But he felt like he could be funny. But when he saw that people laugh when I did my set, it changed him. Can I tell you something? So when you grow, the best thing you can do for people is to grow yourself. Because when you grow yourself, other people will be affected by your growth. Stop reading stuff to help everybody else and read stuff to help yourself and then give them the overflow of your increase. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. When you improve yourself, that's the best thing you can do for the world. People think it's selfish. It's not selfish because God can only give out of your overflow. And when you become abundant in knowledge, abundant in your spirit, abundant in your health, then you can pour out to somebody else. But if you just got just enough, you can't feed anybody else. So what is our lesson right now? Improve your capacity so you can help the world. When you help yourself, you're helping everybody else. Anyway, let me see. I'm almost, damn, I'm going to make, make it halfway through again. It's something about me and these filling the blanks. Should I just stop right here? What number are we on? Four. Grow your identity capacity. Five. It ain't going to take that long. Y'all will be all right. Number five, I'm going to get through it. Number five, yeah, because it ain't going to be that long. Grow your crisis capacity. Woo! If you, you can't waste a crisis, do you understand that the reason why David is David is because he stepped in in a crisis? Huh? When the Goliath was on the hill saying, hey, I'm going to kill everybody. But you know what? All y'all scared? Baddest one hit my hand. Cross this line. Whoever crossed this line and beat me, you can have all them as slaves. What's up? Nobody came. David showed up because his daddy sent him. He was in order and he went. Understand, you need to be in order before the crisis come. Because if David went at home keeping the sheep, his daddy would have never said, hey, take this milk and cookies to your brother and them on the battlefield. So he was there in order, but it was a crisis. And he stepped in and he killed Goliath. There is nothing better than if you're in a crisis and people see you standing strong. Oh, come on, somebody. If in a crisis, you can navigate stuff. You can change. Ooh, in the midst of COVID, we changed so much stuff because y'all Negroes and Negro ants and Caucasian and Caucasians, y'all went in here. And y'all forgot how stuff used to be. We ain't waste that crisis. Oh, we're going to change this while they're gone. We're going to do this. They ain't going to even know that it changed. Y'all think it's all the same. Ha, ha, ha. Don't waste a crisis. 
Don't waste a crisis because it will help you navigate your business. When you navigate your business, your church, your family through a crisis, it begins to bring everybody together because the crisis is the enemy. So I can't get mad at nobody else because we need to make it through this storm together. Don't waste it. It's not bad when you have a crisis. The only thing is bad if you can't navigate through it. You understand? Look at the Christ. Whoa! They's like, man, everybody started coming to the church. We started having drive-in church in the midst of COVID. People was coming. Hey, hey, hey. And other churches, I said, hey, man, your church coming over to my church. I need y'all to go on and set up a um, drive-in church. Dan would go over there and help them set up because I didn't want to be stealing people members. But the thing was, we became even more of a beacon of light. Folk would be going to Wawa, come over. We had people come who walked to Wawa, sit on the ground and listen to church. And then the next week, they brought their car and their family. We had white people, black people, Hispanic people. We showed Mulan. Mulan. I ain't know that that many people uh, Asian was in the house. Come on, somebody. They were, they were stacked up. We showed what? Uh, the high note of that movie. We had people on that side and that side. People from all nationalities. Why? We did not waste a crisis. In the midst of the crisis, we kept doing ministry. We just adapted to it. What? They say, oh, y'all gonna go to jail. Your pastor gonna go to jail because you're doing driving church. And all of a sudden, God moved the heart of them. And the same folk that was calling me a heathen. The same folk that was calling us crazy. The same folk that was saying we were doing something illegal came to us to help them do what it is we doing. Don't you ever waste a crisis in your life because when you step up in the midst of it, they'll know who God is. They'll know that if it was not for God on your side, where would you be? And when they ask you how you get through it, they all know about you. But as far as me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. We don't care if it's a crisis. We don't care if it's good or bad. We're going to keep doing ministry because that's what God made us. Oh, it's crazy. Calling you the devil one day. Need to help the next. Don't waste a crisis. Adapt. People would send us money. What we we gave out like hundreds of thousands of pounds of food called the FDA saw we were still doing stuff and started sending trans 18-wheeler trucks to us. And I remember somebody on the phone, I had somebody helping on the phone, said, we can't handle that. I said, be quiet. You just do this. Don't worry about that. I didn't call you here to talk. I called you here to listen. Because you don't know what capacity we can take. We can take anything they send. Because if somebody hungry, they're going to come get food. And we started realizing some folk needed food that had never needed help before. They were so ashamed, but they were so happy because all they had to do was drive through. We put in a trunk. They didn't have to go inside or nothing. They began to thank us. They started sending us money when they got their jobs back. We never went down in the midst of COVID because we kept on doing what God told us to do. It don't matter how bad the crisis is. It don't matter how bad it looked. Jesus had to go through a cross. That was a daggone crisis. The sun stopped shining. The moon turned to blood. But at the end of the day, when it was all over and the veil was split from the top 
to the bottom after the crisis was over I was saved I was saved because I can call on Jesus because he was faithful in a crisis hey Oh, God don't waste a crisis, neither shall I. Don't you waste that crisis. You better get through it. It's just God allowing something to happen to you to get your business better together. Hold on, it's leaking over here. Let me get this together. Because when you're in a crisis, you will start looking at every opportunity. See, we call them challenges. No, they're opportunities for improvement. Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, man, I'm somewhere. I just need y'all to understand. It might be some crisis in your life individually. It's crazy. I need to call these people back now that our money coming back. Um, uh, to, to the church because when we was all on the internet this company uh, I've been there who's who before they wanted to put us everywhere all on the internet when they saw they said man what brought their attention is the mess that they were lying on brought attention to good people too and so at the end of the day when all the lies were going on it made people research us more and be able to see us more it's just free advertising See, they didn't understand. I already knew why Newbies Grove grew the first time fast. Because people kept talking about me and people kept coming to see was I as crazy as they say. And they came. And so when you put another line on me, I already know I'm irritated, but I already know God is going to use it for his good. Because all the hits we had, even though it was negative, we wouldn't pay for it. So at the while, when they see the name, they're going to have to research the name and see what else going on. Man, hold on. They did. People inbox me. Man, you didn't. I said, no, nah, man, I ain't studying that. First of all, I'm black. If I did anything wrong, I assure you I would probably be in jail today. <laughs> My name is Willard, but I'm definitely black. <laughs> Just saying. Grow your crisis capacity because when you navigate through it, it ain't nothing but free advertisement. It ain't worried about your enemy. Six, grow your character capacity. Grow your character capacity. Understand? Don't let anybody be able to knock your character. Every now and then, you might snap on somebody. We all fall short. I mean, Jesus beat people so bad, they ran out of temple naked. So I don't know. I ain't never beat nobody that bad. We all fall short. But what I'm saying is character. Don't do people wrong. Don't pay them wrong. Don't try to get back at them because God going to get them anyway. Grow your character capacity because sometimes your gift can get you there, but God knows your character not quite ready to put you there because these lights in the city will burn you up. You don't want people to be able to see you until you get to the point where you can handle the ridicule, you can handle those things that come against you. Right? And I was rushing today. I'm going to get into that later. Seven. Ooh. <clears throat> Seven. Grow your risk capacity. Your risk capacity. You need to be able to take some risk. Right? Faith is walking into the unknown. 
But you can see it, right? Faith uh, is the uh, substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So it's, it's real. It's tangible. It's substance. You can't see it in the natural, but it's there. If you can see it in your spirit, it's there. But you got to be able to take a risk. Can I tell you something? By the time you get comfortable with the idea you got, somebody else took it. They told the FedEx man, they said you would never, his college professor told him, you, nobody going to pay for no packages to be sent around the world. He started anyway. Even though he asked the professor, the professor told him no, but I guess he's like, hold on, man. He did it anyway. He took a risk. He left the school. He started it. Boom. Bill Gates started Microsoft, was at IBM, tell them about an idea. They said, don't work on it here, on your, t don't work at it here, we don't want that. He said, okay, started working at it at home. They fired him because they found out he was using his own time now to make Microsoft. Now IBM can't even turn a computer without Microsoft. He took a risk. He got fired. Now, if he wanted to buy IBM, he could, but he don't want it. You got to be able to take risk. If you're a Christian, it's, you got to be able to take risk. You got to be able to take the same risk folk of the world take. Now, I'm not saying that you got to hear God because it is a fine line between faith and crazy. But what I'm saying is you got to be able to walk by faith and not by sight. Moses walked in. Hey, man, Pharaoh, let my people go. Okay, not today. All right, I'll see you tomorrow. That's a risk. This dude, a wanted fugitive. God told him to walk in there and ask for the people. He went in there 10 different times at least. Pharaoh, let my people go. No, okay. They could have killed him. But because God told him to do it, he did it. It didn't make sense, but he did it. Let me hurry up and get out of here. Y'all like, y'all ready to go to sleep. Number eight. Eight. You got to continue to build your capacity to network. That's pretty much almost like friends, but it ain't. Look at Luke. Uh, Luke chapter five. Luke chapter five, six and seven. It says, when they had done so, they caused such a large number. After this, after Jesus told him to cast a net on the other side, they caused such a large number of fish that their nets began to break. So they signaled their partners in the other boat to come and help them, and they came and filled both boats so full that they began to sink. They called another boat. They began to sink. What if they had a third boat or a fourth boat? Maybe they had so much fish and the boat was sinking so they couldn't even put no more in there. So when God gets ready to give you your increase, you got to have your network built. That's why you can't get mad at everybody. Somebody got to be your friend. In fact, your network, they don't even have to be your friend. I built a relationship up early. Now, it's just a network. You can work with people in the network and they don't even like you. You know how long I work with deacons? Not y'all. Deacons that didn't like me, at least three, four years. You got to be able to do it. You got to be able to walk in rooms people don't like you and still be able to network if you need to because they got what you need. I ain't got to like you. 
you ain't got to like me. But if I need to do something to make my business go well, I deal with you. Because I need to get somewhere and you have the resource. And God already told me I can tread on serpents. I ain't going to walk on no real daggone serpent talking about, look at God. I'm walking in these rattlesnakes. Look at me. Look at me. I ain't finna die for you. What he's talking about is the rattlesnakes of the world. He's talking about the serpents that were trying to cheat you. He's saying you can do business with them because I'm going to give you the discernment and the wisdom to walk all around them, to walk on them. And you still still gonna make your money. You still gonna get your blessing. Even though they tried to cheat you, I'm gonna teach you how to walk through it. Get your network up. I'm done. I done talked too long. 